0: From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, combating rubiosis.
1: If the patient consult our uh, clinic with a neovascularization but without elevation of the IOP, we inject the vasodilators immediately.
0: First, this. As Seen from Here Reaches, ophthalmologists in 98 countries transfers more than half a terabit of podcasts every month, but the potential audience is much larger. Please tell your colleagues about this free resource flattening the ophthalmic world. And while you're at it, let your residents and fellows know about Open Ophthalmology, a free basic science video podcast already a force in ophthalmic education with 1,800 viewers watching 6,000 video lectures every month. Information wants to be free. Help me give it away. As if it weren't enough that your patient has suffered a retinal ischemic insult, just as his vision has stabilized, the intraocular pressure begins to increase. The culprit? Induced by a flood of angiogenic factors, the iris and angle have begun to neovascularize. This seems to be a VEGF-mediated problem. Why not use an anti-VEGF agent? Yosuke Oshima of the Osaka University Medical School asked this self-same question, and I'm delighted to have him as my guest today. Dr. Oshima, welcome to A Scene From Here. Let me ask you, by what mechanism does rubiosis cause elevated intracular pressure?
1: All right. So the neurobiosis will cause the neurovascular membrane, and then the proliferative membrane will obscure the angle function Adhere the trust network. And that will also cause the pro, uh, dewe- development of peripheral anterior thymic cy- here. And then we call the ankle closure. And then the IOP will
0: elevate it. And why is it that retinal ischemia produces iris neovascularization?
1: All right. So, it's, you know, uh, this is very, very fundamental. Uh, uh, according to the very, very base, uh, basic fundamental research, ischemia will induce. Uh, uh, HIF HIF uh, alpha factor. It's a so-called uh, hypoxia inducible factor one at the uh, upstream of the VGF. So, ischemia. At uh, first, we induce the HIF alpha, and the upregulation of HIF alpha will then induce the VGF. So, VGF is a very famous factor. As you know, it will cause the uh, proliferation or the migration of endothelial cells, and that it will cause the neovascularization and other itchina or other iris.
0: What is conventional therapy for iris neovascularization? Uh, conventional
1: therapy although has been already established from the 1978 a uh, famous paper uh, appeared in the American Journal of Ophthalmology. The journal therapy for the iris neovascularism it should be the panorichinal for the coagulation. There are very robust basic uh, prospects of study for a patient for about five years. They show that uh, if the patient uh, received the PRP, so called PRP, the foundational uh, photo and in compare with the patient without um, received the PRP, there are very upfront failable uh, results to reduce the of vasculation in the patient who uh, received the PRP. So PRP is a golden standard. It's the standard treatment of choice for the uh, regression of neovascularization.
0: Have there been published reports before the study of the use of anti-VEGF agents for the treatment of neovascular glaucoma?
1: Yeah, there are lots, lots. But uh, all of them are very small cases with a very short uh, follow-up period. But they also, including us, include. We also published a paper in uh, two years before in the. 2006, we also published a paper in AGL reported that uh, other VGF agents, uh, so-called EVATI, uh, can reduce the uh, neovascularization uh, and, in some cases, uh, uh, neovascular glaucoma. And after that, they also have several papers uh, published in the major journal that reported uh, this effect of the re- VGF agent for the uh, treated uh, neovascular glaucoma.
0: What was the purpose, the objective of your study?
1: So, just as mentioned uh, here, uh, there, also there are lots of papers reported about uh, uh, the efficacy of anti VGF agent, but all of them very, have a very short case reports and only a small case report with a very short range of follow up. So, I would like to elucidate what, as what, uh, you know, there are, there are some, uh, several stages in uh, neovascular coma. So we would like to, our the, the purpose of the study is to gather a much larger series of pa- patients and to elucidate what, what patient may be much affected by the treaty using the vivacidumum and what patient does not respond to this uh, new therapy. So this is
0: our object. Dr. Oshima, can I get you to describe the design of your study?
1: Yes, uh, our study design is a, le, is a retrospective uh, study. Uh, we, now we start, started to perform next stage for the prospect, but this study uh, we published in the ophthalmology is just a retrospective co- uh, uh, gathering the consecutive series of patients and they, all of them underwent uh, introvertrial vivacism injection and we follow them just like the interventional case study. This our design is a retrospective. Uh, Consecutive and interventional cases.
0: Under what circumstances was re-injection performed?
1: Uh, we uh, in this study, and we, we because it is a retrospective nature, so we uh, review our chart. We find out, and in general, in general, we re-inject the patient with a liquefied uh, upper anterior, upper anterior liquefied on the iris, and accompanied with the elevation of the IOP. Uh, in most cases, if the IOP uh, elevated over 30 millimeters, we decide to perform the lead injection.
0: What were your outcome measures?
1: Uh, okay, main outcome. We um, com- um, okay, compared, uh, mainly we compared the IOP before and after the injection of Velocisma, and we also evaluated how frequent, I mean the uh, instance of recurrence how frequently will occur, and uh, how many times we have to re-inject, re-inject the vivacizumab, or how many patients should be performed um, subsequent surgical intervention. That's our measure.
0: What were your results? What were your findings? We
1: uh, 40 uh, 41 cases, as, as shown in the paper, and we divided uh, these patients into three groups. One is only with uh neovascularism but without uh, any elevation of IOP. This is a very earlier stage we we, counted, we think it's very early stage. And the next stage the the, the they have the, the patient has neovascular glaucoma, that means the IOP already elevated more than twenty one or twenty two mm mercury, but the angle the angle is still open without any closure, without any a massive membrane to close the uh, angle, and the third is uh, the late stage, advanced stage. This uh, neo, uh, patient with neovascular coma accompanied with uh, angle closure. So after we dif- divided the three into three groups, we found that the uh, in the first group, as you know, the IOP has not yet uh, elevated. So the uh, intravitreal injection of the uh, is a, is there a very effective to regress, to, regress to, uh, to cause a regression of a, a the neovascularization, without any uh, elevation of the IOP after the injection. And in the, in the second group, we found some patients still require uh, subsequent surgery to control the IOP, even with uh, even under the anti-glaucoma medication. But the, some patients, some people we talk of, maybe, maybe about 90% of patients can be rescued uh, by the injection of the IBP, by the injection of the VEVACISMAM, and the IOP can be controlled in the 60% of pa- patients in this group. But in the third group, the patient with, uh, already with neovascular coma, uh, complicated with angle un- closure. In the these patients the IOP elevated so high, so even we inject the vivacism into the uh, injected the, the neovascular growth uh, neovascularization and the eyelids or in the angle can be regressed, but the IOP cannot be controlled simply using intravitreal vitro So in the third group, most of the patients require to Let's see if the uh, subsequent uh, surgical intervention, uh, such a me or betr- uh, correct me to control the IOP. This is our main result.
0: Okay, let me see if I got this right. So you divided the patients into three groups, those with normal intraocular pressures and neovascularization, those with elevated intraocular pressures yes. and open angles without fibrovascular membranes closing the angles. And elevated pressures, and those with elevated pressures and closed angles, and you found that bevacizumab was helpful in that group with iris neovascularization and normal intraocular pressures.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, you still uh, take care. In this, even in this group, it's not mean the bevacizumab monotherapy. Is sufficient control the PR, uh, IOP because in the first group even without I- elevation of IOP in this group we at first inject the system and then we perf- uh, we have to complete the PRP in this group in this first group we gathered nine patient nine patient in this group but only one patient can be rescued can be uh, controlled by the bevacizumab monotherapy. That means the other eight patients, we combine bevacizumab injection with a subsequent completion of the
0: PRP. Now with the second group, that's to say those patients with iris neovascularization and elevated intraocular pressures, but without fibrovascular membranes, about two-thirds of patients responded well to bevacizumab plus PRP. Yeah, but for the third group, those who had angle closure secondary to a fibrotic membrane, bevacizumab was really of no benefit.
1: Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't mean no benefit. It's uh, in this group, the uh, intravitreal bevacizumab can only left, uh, make uh, can only make the regression by an neovascularization, but cannot, but fail to control the IOP. But in uh, most of this. The patient in this group have to receive the, uh, the patient have to, underwent, have to undergo the uh, subsequent surgery. But the vivacism is very, well effect just as the uh, adjunctive for the surgery. Because in this group, we injected vivacism and wait for about one week, we can find out the IOP cannot be controlled well in this group. So we decide to perform surgery immediately. But in such a case, we found it, we were surprised. The surgery is very safer, because even the so prominent in neovascularization in the patient, after inject the uh, intravisalivacism, almost the neovascularization on the eyes come to very, very silent. It's very, very safer for us to perform surgery without so many intraocular breathing. It's very safer and very efficient to uh, Complete the surgery so successfully.
0: So your observation is with this third group that bevacizumab is a good adjunct to surgery. That's right. That's right. What seems to have been the duration of action of the intravitreal bevacizumab? The,
1: nobody can answer this question so correctly. I think, but uh, but we in our experience we think that it depends on the what what group the patient patient in is. In the, which group how do we define it. If the, the patient in the first group or in the second group, we think the vivacema will keeping and uh, the silence of the neovascular can kept to about uh, from one week to one month or one, one to two months. But in the third group, the recurrent comes to most lapidary, They only can keep it within one or two weeks, we think.
0: Since the effect of intravitreal bevacizumab was most dramatic in patients with iris neovascularization without glaucoma, do you think that your data suggest that intravitreal bevacizumab should be instituted early in the course of iris neovascularization?
1: Yeah, we also think we also think so. As we mentioned, although bevacizumab therapy doesn't work for every patient, but uh, you know, PRP can. Uh, some pa- in some patients, PRP, do, uh, PRP doesn't always work in all patients. So, at first, we, in, in our uh, opinion, uh, we usually, if the patient result, uh, consult our uh, clinic with neovascularism but without elevation of the IOP at first, we, we inject the Sisman immediately. That means keeping the silence or to make the regression, the neovascularization, and then we combine it with the subsequent PRP. To, uh, this, we would we, like to use the beta to keeping the early stage, early phase, uh, stabilize the early phase, and use the PRP to establish the permanent, permanent uh, stability of the neovascularization.
0: I understand that you consolidate your gains with the PRP. Okay. Did you find any predictors that a patient with iris neovascularization will require glaucoma surgery?
1: Our first, we found we find out in the patient in the third group, that means the patient with ne- neovascular glaucoma uh, complicated with uh, angle closure, more than 65% of the angle. Most of the patient in this group in our cases, more than ninety percent of patients in this group require subsequent glaucoma surgery. And next, in the second group, in the patient without, the uh, still have not yet, uh, with, have not yet had the, with uh, angle closure. This is very very difficult for for us to dif- to find out what patient will receive the subsequent surgery. We can only take very take care to offer, follow up the patient but we only find out in the patient this second group if we require to frequently injection. That means the IOP can come come up uh, very very shortly uh, after the intravitreal injection. We have to re-injection so many times. The patient is uh, much more look like to ha- need to have the subsequent glaucoma surgery.
0: Did you observe any adverse events in the study population?
1: In our studies, only limited to our series with uh, this glaucoma patients in the 41 case, we have not found out any adverse events. But we also use the to treat other uh, pathologies such as the AMD or uh, diabetic retinopathy. We uh, experienced one case of uh, endophthalmitis in, uh, in the other group, but in this case we have not uh, Encountered any other uh, complications,
0: Dr. Oshima? What are your recommendations? What role should intravitreal bevacizumab play in the treatment of rubiosis? Okay,
1: uh, bevacizumab is very effective to rapidly, rapidly how uh, the regression of the neovascularization, but the uh, efficacy is not permanent. So, in our experience, in our opinion. We think the vaccine is very useful, but we can only, can only use it for the, for the lab treatment or for, for avoid the... Uh, the only, we, can, we use it for the emergent use. Emergent use, just like if the patient had a very prominent neovascularization, we can use it as the uh, uh, emergent use to inject first and then perform surgery. Or, in some cases, we also can use it for prevent subsequent neo- uh, glaucoma development. But in such a case, we have to combine the with PRP to uh, control the patient. And another one of the use is we can use it the vivacema, as a surgical adjunct. In the, just like the, we show in this paper, in the third group, almost the patient in this group have to receive the surgery, but even, we, we, we realize it the vivacillin cannot control the ILP, but we only we simply use the vivacillin disc group for the surgical adjunct in combination with the surgery to promote, to facilitate the success rate of the surgery. So this is our plan. One is for the combination therapy combi- combi- uh, combined with PRP. Another one, is the combi- just like you can also say that the combination therapy that the combined with the uh Surgery. The first use is for emergent use. The second use is for the surgical adjunct use.
0: Dr. Oshima, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much. Yosuki Oshima is associate professor in the Department of Ophthalmology at the Osaka University Medical School in Osaka, Japan. His paper intravitreal bevacizumab to treat iris neovascularization and neovascular glaucoma secondary to ischemic retinal disease in 41 consecutive cases is in press in ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Oshima or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States dial area code 646 808 in the United Kingdom dial 20 8275 or Skype JYoungMD. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.